What's going on everybody? It's time for another episode of DLS Central. Damon in the house and we're talking NFL as always. Uh is it's getting quite uh quite frisky right now. It's getting interesting. Um in week 16, we really can see who's in and who's trying to get in. And the 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 last well, the next couple of weeks are going to um, a lot of the games are going to be crucial. Uh, be some some may fall out of the playoffs. Some may be able to earn a playoff spot. We do have some uh, some teams that have clinched, and so Buffalo they've got that they've uh, you know they've in the AFC they've got that first round by uh, pretty pretty locked up, and. Um, you know they're the first seed. It, it, we're looking at the current playoff picture. So if the playoffs were to start today, uh, Buffalo would have the bye. Um, Philadelphia would have the bye. I know they clinched uh, the uh, the NFC East. And in the wild card games, you're looking at uh, at Miami in the seventh seed and KC in the second seed. So they would play each other. Um, the Chargers and the Bengals would play each other. Chargers having the sixth seed, Bengals play, having the third seed, and then uh, Baltimore. Uh, currently, if the playoffs sort of start today, they they would have the five seed in Tennessee, which is in that terrible division. <laughs> Tennessee, the, the whole South, whether it's AFC or NFC, is terrible. Like they they all of the Southern teams aren't playing well. And so, um, but Tennessee, they're the best of the Southern teams, and they would play Baltimore uh, in the fourth and fifth seed. So that's what the AFC would be looking like. Um, now, teams that are trying to get in, that are kind of in the hunt, um, would be like Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville could, um, if they would have to play hard and probably win out. Uh, Cleveland and Pittsburgh would probably have to have to play hard and win out to to potentially earn a, a spot. I know the every, my my I love my Browns and and I love my Browns fans, but I, they've got like a less than five percent chance of making the playoffs. And and the argument is should they sit Chubb? And I think you you um you play them in selective spots. Um, you don't. I, I think you do have to start thinking about his mileage. You can still have him out there, but still use him in um, in unique ways rather than making him your bell cow. Uh, because if your chances are less than five percent, and you need a lot of help, you're you're not making the playoffs. It's like you just kind of want to look at it from that vein because you you need a whole lot of things to go right. And what I think individuals don't realize is that um, yes, the playoffs the playoffs are a different animal, but we're not a team that is is tough enough for the playoffs. Uh, we don't. I, I don't think that we're ready for that type of uh, level of NFL play. So yeah, you know, it'd be great to make the playoffs, but just to make the playoffs isn't good enough. If you're 
the the goal is to win the Super Bowl, and the the goal is to really be a a contender where you can go deep. Um, it, it, well, that's the, that's how you win the Super Bowl. You have to be able to have talent uh, that will be able to carry you deep into the playoffs to get you to the Super Bowl, and once you get into the Super Bowl, to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and so making it to the playoffs just to say that you've made it to the playoffs isn't enough. Um, it's not worth it if if you're really just going to get bounced. And quite frankly, we just we we had our chances this season and we're going to there are at least five of those games, five of those losses that we had that were winnable and we should have won those games, uh, but we blew it. And we allow Baltimore to to uh, you know to overtake us, and and Cincinnati they were able to to get to uh, to overtake us. So it, it's it's a shame for Cleveland. Um, now Pittsburgh they're tied with Cleveland at six and eight. Um, they we we've got the same record both of us. Now Pittsburgh they won games that they were, that quite frankly no one expected them to win. But they they found a way to grind it out. They got great coaching with Mike Tomlin, um, and great coaches over there. And I I, I want to say uh, uh, Brian Flores is still with them. Um, but yeah, they 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 scratched and clawed and fought and and dealt with with quarterback issues. I mean, Roethlisberger's retired, but and, and they're they're struggling. You know, they're trying to work out Pickett, and he gets hurt, and so they're they're fighting, they're battling with everything they can. Uh, and I feel like they overachieved by getting to six and eight. Um, but for Cleveland, they've underachieved because the with the talent that they've had on the team, they actually probably should have have uh, had a better record. Than Tennessee or, or or the Chargers, um, you know, for for teams like that, it's like they they should have been better off. They should have uh, been better than Jacksonville um, or Vegas this year, or the Jets or the New England forts, uh, you know, for instance. Uh, but they blew it with poor play. So yes, they're not out of it, but it's just to me okay. If you, even if you do make it there, what are you really gonna do? And I don't see in a real answer to that question. I don't. I don't think that there's that they're gonna beat that they can match up against uh, Kansas City or Cincinnati in a playoff situation. I don't think they can probably match up with Baltimore in a playoff situation just because of how mentally tough Baltimore is. Um, definitely not Miami because Miami smoked us. So it's just. When you look at even the Chargers, I mean, the the Chargers are scary. So when you look at all these teams, and of course Buffalo, I mean, we hung with Buffalo, but when we played Buffalo, yeah, the score looked closer, but it um, because we had some garbage time at the end, but we were never really we never really had control of the game, so I wouldn't. Um, I think the Buffalo took their their feet off the gas in that one, um, and allow and, and that allowed us to to inch a little closer. But when you when you look at Cleveland, I mean, my I love my brownies, but they they just they don't have the tools this year. Um, now next year, I think that'll be the year where we can really see what we have, and they're going to have to be smart. They're they're really going to need to get um, a, another receiver uh, that's a threat. 
to to take some of the pressure off of Peoples Jones. I don't think Peoples Jones is a uh, he's. I think he's a he's a decent receiver. He's he shouldn't be your first option, and so we need a um, we need a legitimate threat at re- at receiver who can either take the top off off the coverage and and really stretch the defense or who can who can really make those um you know like those those slot catches or those those key catches um is ideally I would prefer that we have some speed but if we can have a a a, a deep threat then that 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 can jump <laughs> that's a little taller. I think we need we probably need to get like a Calvin Johnson kind of receiver who can, you know, who can who can not only outrun the coverage but can jump up and go get any ball so if you put it out there, uh, he can go get it. Uh, that that's really what they need. I don't know if that's out there, but they really need that. And of course, I I, I think we need to continue to shore up offensive line. Uh I think that was a problem for for the Browns uh so it's like they their coverage was okay um well not coverage but their uh their offensive line uh strength was okay but it wasn't stellar and so uh cuz teams were getting to Brissett and, and Watson a little too much and um we, we need a little bit more time in that pocket and to um to 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 provide constant lanes for Chubb and, and Hunt to run through, we you know that that needs to happen as well. So there's there's some things to clean up, and definitely the most the defense has to be addressed. Miles Garrett can't do it themselves himself. They need a probably another edge rusher. Uh, they definitely need a better play from their DBs because we can't cover anybody with legitimate speed. So we're, we're going to have to get some speed. We're going to have to get some DBs that can actually challenge some of the elite receivers that not only are, are athletic, but are disciplined and are not, not uh PI prone or uh you know just super holding or handsy or that are totally just blowing coverages but we we need smart and athletic defensive backs so that that's what we got to you know uh really hang our hat on and I don't know if that defensive coordinator stays either they may have to make a change there because like they they don't know what they're doing back there but that's that's my Browns talk <laughs> within this. I, yeah, we're not mathematically eliminated, but I just I don't think we're good enough this year, uh, and I think our our play has proven that. Um, now, when you look at a team like Jacksonville, Jacksonville and the Jets, they're um, they're playing tonight, and they're in a unique position. Uh, both teams are trying to get an edge, and it's hard to say which team needs it more. I would say Jacksonville, and the reason why I would say Jacksonville is because that if they win, if Jacksonville can win out here, then they could probably take that division from Tennessee because Tennessee is cratering. Uh, they they haven't they they they've been pushed around as of late. They've dealt with some injuries. Um, they're 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 trending down. So if Jacksonville can can uh, can win against the Jets. Then now that makes that that puts the pressure on Tennessee to uh, to continue to win uh, because now they've got Jacksonville really on their heels. So it but they need to 
take care of business. I know it was surprising to see Jacksonville play better. And, you know, they've, they've got some uh, definitely some uh, some receiving threats. Trevor Lawrence has, has really had a good season. I would I would give most improved uh, if that was an award. I would give it to Trevor Lawrence because um, he really he really leveled up. You're able to see some good things. Um, so I, I would give it to him. But that game is really going to be key. Um, I know the Jets are 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 in the hunt as well but I felt like they've they've dropped as of late as well I know they're tied with New England at 7 and 7 both teams I even if they made the playoffs I think the Jets would be a little bit more frisky um than than uh maybe say New England <laughs> um but or Tennessee quite frankly uh but I, it's going to be key tonight and uh, I'll give the picks when we get to the pick section, but that's going to be a key game. Um, but again, though, that's what the playoff pictures look like. The Raiders are, are looking pretty good. Uh, it, it, it's fun to see the Raiders actually uh, showing some excitement. I don't, and, and they're they're in range. Um, they're they're in range to get a playoff spot. Um, well, no, 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 not the Raiders, not the Raiders. I don't know what I'm thinking about, but uh, <laughs> not the Raiders, uh, but the Chargers. Uh, yeah, the Chargers are looking good. Um, Chargers are scary, man. They like Justin Herbert. He, he you really have to play all four quarters because he's going to he's going to get in the, he's going to find the ball. He's going to find his receivers. He's going to be able to get in the end zone. Um, and so that it, I don't know if they'll win, but. They they make the game exciting. I think that Bengals Chargers game is is going to be a really fun wild card uh, to watch. And so, but uh, when you look at the Raiders, I know they're on the outside looking in, but they they they've come along as of late and look pretty good. Uh, but maybe next year they'll probably have something really good cooking. Now, when we look at the NFC. Again, you got Philly. They're they're the number one seed, and uh, they're the first seed. I don't think anybody's catching them, um, but it gets a little bit more interesting in, in the wild card games. So, Washington and Minnesota, uh, that one could that that one could get a little interesting. I, I, you got to give the edge to Minnesota on that one uh, if the playoffs were to start today. But Washington is frisky. And then when you look at uh, San Francisco versus New York, of course, San Francisco is is in the driver's seat there. But the problem with San Francisco is I don't think that they've true that they've they've completely got their offensive flow together. I mean, with Jimmy G gone, they got to rely on Brock Purdy. But I just I still think that they're trying to figure out how to use all the weapons that they have. And so, and because of that, they come across as a little sloppy and, and when, when they come across as sloppy, the other teams are, 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 they make the games closer than they really should be uh, given the talent level. And so if San Francisco plays a sloppy game, the giants who, who have been winning ugly all year, could steal this one 
And I mean, but that's that's the Giants though. They get in the playoffs and they they just they grind out these games. They keep it close. They give themselves a chance to win. And usually for them, uh, you know, fortune is in their favor. But um, I would say if the playoffs started today, the, the Niners would be favored in that game, and they should be. And then Dallas, they'd be playing Tampa Bay, and I, I think that uh, this would be a route. Now Tampa Bay, they beat Dallas. At the beginning of the season, uh, but now, the, with the way Tampa Bay season is gone, Dallas is going to run rough shot over Tampa Bay, and that's if Tampa Bay makes the playoffs. But with that division, that with that yucky division, with Carolina, New Orleans, and Atlanta all sitting at five and nine, and Tampa sitting at six and eight, it, it looks like Tampa might be able to hold on, but they got to play a lot better. So that's the the playoff projection there. Now um again these things will change because there's a lot of because of how close a lot of the team's records are. Uh so there there's going to be some 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 moving and shaking going on who who can hold serve, who can stay composed. That's what's really going to um to matter as we really get into the nitty gritty uh, at the end of the season. It's always crazy. It's always a frenzy, especially in certain divisions like the NFC East and um, maybe so, sometimes the the the, uh, the NFC West and then in the AFC, uh, it, it can get kind of crazy. Now, um, rather than go to because I know I, I didn't cover week 14, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to, um, we, we're going to take a look at week 15 because, you know, that one was, I think this week was pretty good. So the 49ers and the Seahawks on Thursday, on last Thursday, rather, that one was pretty good. And, um, and, and what we'll do, I'll, I'll recap that weekend uh, after this message from our sponsors. Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip-hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they've just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet. Music time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme.com. It's time for music. All 
All right, welcome back, welcome back. And so last week, uh, that was pretty fun. I, I enjoyed the games. I uh, know the, the uh, starting on Thursday, December 15th, the Niners took care of business against the Seahawks um, in Seattle. And again, Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant. He's, he, he's definitely not irrelevant. He's shown himself to be relevant. Um, and I know he's he's creating quite the quarterback controversy, but there probably shouldn't be a quarterback controversy. And the reason why there shouldn't is because you know they're they're uh, they're committed to Trey Lance, and they got to do something about Jimmy Garoppolo. And so they they really have to to make a decision. I think um, I don't know if 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 you can keep Purdy. As the uh, as like a backup because he's if he continues this and keeps it up, people are gonna want to pay him to be their starting quarterback, and so um, he he may have have just played himself into a starting role. But it's still it's still just a couple of games, and again, once people get tape on him, uh, they'll be able to kind of see what's going on. But if but if he if they like him in San Francisco and they want to keep him, then they're going to really have to cut ties with either Jimmy or Trey. Um, and more likely, it's probably going to be Jimmy because as 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 much as I like Garoppolo, he just he can't stay on the field. It's, <laughs> I tweeted a couple of weeks ago. It's just like he he just he just can't take a break, and it's starting to become. Well, it, it not starting to, but it, it's a part of his quarterback resume. He, he's falling into the whole uh, Carson Palmer, uh, you know, Carson Wentz, Sam Bradford kind of uh, like uh, like zone where it's just he's often injured and just can't stay on the field. It's, it's one thing after another. And there again, it's a lower extremity issue, and so with him with and, and these leg issues and these foot issues, it it's chipping away at his career. And um, and then to top it off, it, it's not like a, when he gets into big games, you can rely on him either. And so it's it, it may be something where Jimmy G has has played his last down. Uh, in a San Francisco uniform, uh, especially with Brock Purdy playing like he is, he might. It, it, it may be something where Purdy just wins the job outright next year, and you make a decision. I, it, it's gonna be. I, I'm gonna keep my eyes on that San Francisco uh, off season because that that one could get a little dicey. But they took care of business against Seattle, and. Um, I think they kind of they kind of knocked the Seahawks out of it. The Seahawks were were looking like they were a playoff contender, um, but these past few weeks they've fallen off. And uh, when the competition has has really but you know like hunkered down, the Seahawks have wilted. So I think the Niners may have just shut the door for the Seahawks. I mean they're not totally out of it, I guess mathematically, but. The way they've been playing as of late, I think their their hopes are are really slim. Now on Saturday, they they kind of like um, they kind of 
I balanced the games out a little bit. So they had we had three Saturday games uh, last week. Now the 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 history maker was the Vikings coming all the way back. <laughs> All the way back from third from down thirty-three and beating the Colts thirty-nine to thirty-six. Now to me this is very reminiscent to that um that that Houston Oilers Buffalo Bills game where the Oilers were up big and then they just let the Bills come all the way back and, and, and overtake them and win um in the fourth quarter and I remember I was as a kid, I was rooting for Houston to win that game because they had Warren Moon, and I, I liked their team. Um, I liked the Houston Oilers team that they had, um, but the Bills, they, <laughs> the Bills were a juggernaut, like in those in those in those early nineties, because I mean they 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 had really good players and uh, in a lot of positions. They were probably they were one of the most balanced teams. In the NFL, they had a good quarterback. They had Jim Kelly. They had Thurman Thomas. Um, you know, they had a great tight end. I think Don BB, or if he was a receiver, they uh, they had wide, like a good wide receiver. So I think what was his name? Uh, Andre Reed. Like they is like they, and then you go to the uh, defensive end. You know, they got Bruce Smith, and it's just they they were they were really stacked. So. And I thought their their kicker was was pretty solid too, but it's just they. The problem with that team is they just they when they got to the Super Bowl, they just they they lost whatever luster that they had. So um, they were good enough to to make the to make it to the Super Bowl, but they just weren't good enough to win it. Now um, with with the Vikings and the Colts. This game played out quite similar to that that Oilers and Bills game, um, and it was a shock because you're like the Colts are actually going to beat the Vikings, and, and everybody's been waiting on the Vikings collapse because <laughs> it's like they're they're eleven, like they're ten and three going into the end, and nobody was was convinced that the Vikings were still like a great team, and so for for the Colts to be up. 33 to nothing and the it, going into halftime it's like oh yeah the vikings they're 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 terrible they're pretenders the whole time they they fooled everybody but then they just come surging back and the colts they just they ran out of gas they didn't have they didn't have any more uh they, they didn't have any more ammunition to to fight back with and there are a lot of Things that that went wrong for the Colts in the second quarter, well, in the second quarter, second quarter, in the uh, in the second half of this football game, they they gave up fourteen in the third, and they gave up twenty two points in the fourth quarter unanswered. So that's that's a terrible loss, and yes, it, it falls on the head of Jeff Saturday, um, the the interim coach for the Colts, and to me, I know everybody's. Hard on Jeff Saturday, and they really should be because you you can't just throw some guy. <laughs> yes, he played before. Yes, he yes he he's played with Peyton Manning, but if he has no head coach experience, you can't just throw him in there. And 
and, and expect it to go good. Uh, so yes, he won one game, but I mean, you're you're playing an eleven. You're you're playing a good team with the Vikings. You got to have a you, you can't uh, your defense can't give up that kind of of uh of amount of points. And so you you can't lose a game like that. Like you had them and you let them off the hook. And so to me this was if this was Jeff Saturday's audition into coaching, I think he felt the audition. I I don't think that uh he anybody's gonna be asking him to be a head coach anytime soon. He could put on his resume and say, hey, yeah, I was I was a head coach <laughs> for the 2022-2023 the season. Um, but I, you know, I'm I'm not a uh <laughs> but but he he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to secure a head coaching job um because of that that game. I mean if if it if there was any game that that uh sealed the deal and so are you cut out to coach, it was this one. Um the Vikings gave them a 33-point head start and still won the game. That That's pretty much what that was. So hats off to the Vikings. This is it, – it, it, it will go down as one of the worst uh, probably losses in NFL history. It's definitely the, uh, the biggest deficit that a team has had to overcome in NFL history. And um, – it, it, it's I don't know if you can come back from this if you're Jeff Saturday. Now, my Brownies in the second game, they took care of business. I didn't think they were going to win this game, honestly, because of of the the way the Ravens have been just eking out these these games. They've been figuring out a way to win these to win these ugly games, and they beat us ugly before, like the, in the last time we played them. So I just I didn't expect that we were going to win this one, but you know the the Browns they they turned the tables. They played a lot better. I know everybody's like, oh, Deshaun is is is, is terrible. The pundits are saying that, but. I think that Deshaun is is doing what he's supposed to do. He he's shaking the rust off again. He hadn't played for like a year and a half, two years. So you're you're not going to be crisp and and perfect with that kind of a layoff, especially um, coming into the tumultuous part of the NFL season where everybody's playing hard uh, because they're, they're trying to make the playoffs and there's something on the line. So I thought Watson was all right. Uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't do anything super spectacular. He, he did make some throws that were like, okay, yeah, that if he can be consistent with that, then we we're, we're going to be good. But, um, he, he, he managed the game well and he, he, uh, picked his spots and we won the game, and I, I think that's that's important. I, I think we people try a lot of people tried to downplay uh, the win, but it was a good win at home uh, against Baltimore. And I always love it when we can win at home. We actually have a good record at home. We're four and three at home um, with this win. So the Browns, I think they, you know, they're they're fighting. And yes, they're not mathematically eliminated. I know I, I went on a rent earlier uh, that they're not, and they're not going to make the playoffs. But it's good to see them fighting, and and especially in their division. So that that's what I like to see. I like to see them competitive, 
and at least putting up a fight. Um, and we won this fight against the Ravens. Uh, and the Ravens are a good test because they're going to come at us physical. Um, they're they're going to you know try to punk us out. Uh, but uh, they they the Browns held on and and they were able to hold the Ravens to three points. That's probably some of the best defense that they've played uh, all year. And to to hold a team to three points like that that's that you really got to hang your hat on the defense for that. So I, I'm proud of my guys. And Watson got his first TD in this game, so it it, it was good. It was a good outing. Now. Bills Dolphins, that one was a lot of fun. Back and forth, every time like the the, the it's like both teams answered each other. Bills threw a haymaker, Dolphins answered. Dolphins threw one back, Bills answered. So it was it was right back and forth. Third quarter, it looked like the Dolphins would pull away. The Bills said nope. Fourth quarter, they reversed it. And they 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 fought back and they ended up winning the game. Um, and. Then the snow came and it just it turned into one of those great. This is why I love football games <laughs> because you want to see that snow. You want to see the players play in the snow. So that that was a good win. Bills needed it, and it it kind of put it put a little bit of ice on the Dolphins too because uh, now there you have to wonder if they can really make some noise. In the playoffs, with uh, uh, if if they can't get over the Bills, like get get past the Bills here. So to me, this was if they were going to beat the Bills, this was their chance to do it to give to provide themselves with a psychological edge. They just couldn't do it. So I, I feel like this is a game that that oftentimes will like take the wind out of your sails. Now on Sunday, we saw the Eagles take out the Bears, but it wasn't easy. Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, had a had a really rough game, and he actually ended up hurting his shoulder in that game. Um, but the Eagles found a way to eke it out, and so um, the report is that Jalen Hurts isn't going to play uh, this week, and he shouldn't. I mean, they they've locked up that number one seat. They're thirteen and one. They they really don't have at this point in the season. It's about getting healthy, and so I, and there's no team that's going to catch them. So they're. That that's locked up. I think they're good. Um, Bears they fought. You got to give it to the Bears. They they fought hard, but um, at home. But yeah, again, they they, um, they they overachieved in this game. And it, it, Justin Fields he he played pretty good. I I, I like just the the fight in Justin Fields. He's got to de- he's got to continue to develop. Um, but if they can continue to to polish him up in Chicago to where his accuracy can improve and um and they can block for him and, and he doesn't have to rely on his legs so much, then they got something. Now the ugly I this was an ugly game. Uh the Saints and the Falcons. It, it seemed like neither team at times wanted to win this one. Um but the Saints ended up pulling it out twenty one to eighteen. So that one was uh yeah, that that it was a game. <laughs> it wasn't exciting, but it was a game. Now the Lions, they win a stunner. Um this this was the type of game that the Lions used to lose a, a lot of times. Um these these close kind of games. And um but they found a way to pull it out. And so I'm I'm happy. I'm proud that the Lions were able to take out the Jets. 
it, it was it was a re- it was quite refreshing to see the Lions actually manage to to pull out a, a close game like this. Um, Steelers Panthers. I didn't see this one coming. I, I thought the Panthers would, would have their number, but um, hey, Mitch Trubisky, he, he found a way to hold on, and uh, you know, Steelers win this one. Um, they get even with the Browns uh, at six and eight, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, things go uh, to see who 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 can keep winning. And uh, who? But the way it goes is crazy. It's like the Steelers could end up with a better record as the Browns, even though it probably shouldn't. But <laughs> uh, like I said, the Steelers are overachieving this season. So the Jags. This was it. it this was the uh, the second most shocking game uh, behind the uh, the Colts and and the Vikings was the Jaguars. Stealing a win from the Dallas Cowboys in overtime, forty to thirty-four. I mean, they were. This was a battle too. I think the the Cowboys. I think they underestimated the Jaguars' fight. That third quarter, the Jags turned it on strong, and then they they continued to carry it on in the fourth. And the Cowboys weren't ready for that. They they um they came out with some strong punches. In that first in that first half, but I just think that they they kind of let their foot off the gas. They didn't think the Jags had anything, but they they really showed the Cowboys something. And with the loss like that, you really start it. It really started to um, make you question the Cowboys' ability to go deep into the playoffs. They're gonna make the playoffs at ten and four, um, and they'll probably win a couple more games, but. It does make you question their toughness against stronger competition. Uh, not not saying that the the Bucks are going to be competition, but at the same time, when if they if they were to match up with the Eagles or if they were to match up with the Forty Niners, uh, you know teams like that, or even Minnesota, I think that you know they would they would have some problems. Um, now the Chiefs. They edged out the Texans. This was a another one where it was like, come on, KC, you, you can't struggle against the Texans. The Texans are the worst team in the league. They're one and twelve and one, and you're struggling to beat them. But the thing is, the Texans fight. They do fight. They don't win. They they haven't. They've only won one of these fights, but they do fight. Um, I felt like when they benched Davis Mills that there was no real reason for that because I, I feel like they were playing hard for Davis. When they put the the other guy in there, they really fell off. And so I just – I don't understand why they benched Davis in the first place. But um, – because at least they fight with him. I think they uh, they respond when he's behind the helm. They just they just need a lot. Um, so they – but once they once they build a team up and, and get their identity together, I think they lost uh, some guys to to injury. And so that, that really hurt them. But, yeah, the, the, the Chiefs had the scrap <laughs> to win AFC West in this one. Um, now the Cardinals – they 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 lose to the Broncos in in the battle of the uh, the the lower tiered weak teams, and the Broncos needed this win. Um, the Russell Wilson was out in this game, and the backup quarterback got it done. And 
Uh, to me, I, hey, you might as well just leave the backup quarterback in, let him finish the season, let Russ sit out. He, he wasn't necessarily playing well, and so I would just I would just leave the backup in and just say, okay, Russ, let's come back next season. And um, th- this this season didn't go nearly the way we wanted it to, but let let's let's work on getting prepared for next season because they Russell Wilson's a quarterback. It's not like they can trade him; they can't cut him. So they they've got to, he he's their quarterback, so they got to figure it out. Now the Raiders they beat the Patriots in probably one of the worst losses <laughs> in Patriot history. Uh, one of it was one of the major gaffes that you see in the NFL. That that lateral play, oh man, it's like what were you thinking? I, I like the whole. Uh, I was listening to uh, to GM Shuffle with uh, with Michael Lombardi and, and uh, Femi, and uh, you know they were saying they were laughing because they're like, "Wait, well, if Mac Jones did catch the ball, what's he gonna do with it?" <laughs> it's just so true because he it's like you look at Mac Jones, it's like he 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 poses. Like he he's not gonna be able to make a play like that, uh, so like he he wouldn't be coordinated enough to to respond that quickly. But bad idea, Raiders went, like just win this one um, in the last seconds of the game, and uh, just a terrible, terrible, terrible loss. Um, you. When you're in that situation, and, and it's, it's very uncharacteristic for a Bill Belichick coach team to do something like that. But again, guys, they they have a they have an idea, and they try it. This one blew up in their face. So Raiders are six and eight off of this, um, but it was a game that probably favored the Patriots if it went into overtime. Now the Chargers. Took down the Titans. This one was a little close. Dicker the kicker won it for them. Um, they they needed to win this game. And, and again, the Titans have been on a free fall. Um, but again, they're hurting. So I think Tannehill went down, and and then they uh, he was able to come back. But yeah, they're just whatever momentum they had, they've lost it. Now the one that I think everybody knew was going to uh, not really be competitive <laughs> was the Bengals and the Buccaneers. Um, just because, like, the, the the Buccaneers, they've got a lot of deficiencies. They're old, uh, and they can't protect Tom Brady. Tom Brady had a terrible game. Um, but I just, again, it's it, it's the that offensive line can't block for them. And the receivers aren't getting separation and it, it, there's a lot of different things. And then on defense, they, you know, they, they can't stop the Bengals offensive onslaught. So Burrow and Chase and, you know, it, they, they were able to get whatever they wanted. So matter of fact, they probably could have, they probably left some touchdowns on the field that they could have gotten. So we, we knew it wasn't going to be quite competitive. The score actually um, looks closer than it than it really was if you're watching the game. So the Bucks were never in it. Uh, well actually I almost say they were never in it because they were when you when you go to halftime, they're up seventeen to three and then <laughs> and then the, the Bengals are like, all right, let's let's put a stop to this. And so next thing you know it's just now they're just totally dominating the Bucks. So it's it's the nightmare season. It's probably the it's probably the worst season that Tom Brady's ever had, and and um 
But I mean, it's it was bound to happen eventually. So I just you know everybody's got to get humbled and and even even with the worst season that 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 Tom Brady's ever had. They're still ahead because the uh, they're still leading the division because that divid that whole division. Matter of fact, the whole South <laughs> in the NFL is terrible. So they might still make the playoffs even though they've had such a terrible season. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, then the Sunday night football game, Giants took down the Commanders. It, this one was hard to pick. Um, I actually thought the Commanders were going to win this one, but the Giants, they were pretty poised, and, and they took care of business. Uh, I know uh, there were some um, some some calls that, that didn't go the Commanders' way. Um, and while you can say that, oh, well, that's the reason why they lost, I mean, again, with with most, if not all, games, there's always – other things that you can that you can factor in as to why a team lost the game. It's never just one play. Um, it's oftentimes some of the decisions that you made earlier in the game that weren't wise, or you know, missed kicks, or missed opportunities, dropped balls, or missed coverages. Is though all those things matter. Every every component matters. So it's, you can't say, oh, you know, if we would have did that, you know, then that would have then that would have mattered. If this would if, if they would have called this on us, well, there were other things that you could have done in the game. So when you look at the stat sheet, when you look at the at the uh, the the um, kind of like the the quarter by quarter breakdown of things there are many opportunities that you can point to it's like man we really needed that right there especially in a game where it, it's a, the deficit uh of defeat was eight points or less so that's a touchdown and a, and a two-point conversion uh so you you can't really point to you you can't it's easy to say that penalty cost the game but there are other times there are other things that cost the game as well. I mean, again, you can look at even just the it's like, man, if we don't if we don't if we keep the Giants out of field goal range in this one, then it's a totally different game. You know, it's just those are things that you have to factor in. Um, but it's a tough loss for the commanders and, and that that pretty much kind of knocked them out of serious playoff contention. Uh, the Giants, they, they have position out to, to where they should be able to make the playoffs. I know they would be in the playoffs if, if they started now. Um, and then on Monday night, Rams, Packers, Packers. Even though they're they're having a terrible season, they're just, they got the same record as the Buccaneers, but they they were gonna beat the Rams. The Rams are terrible. Ram, yeah, Ram, Rams are terrible. And yes, Baker Baker uh, gives them a little bit more life than they would have had, but not much. They're not beating the Packers in Lambeau. Um, it's just yeah, that to me that was silly to think that. Uh, that the Rams would beat the Packers or even have a chance. Rams are pretty beat up. Aaron, Don Aaron Donald's not playing. Cooper Cup's hurt. Stafford's hurt. They're they're pretty depleted. So that was last week. That was week fifteen. And when we come back, we're going to talk about week sixteen.
Hi everybody, Damon here, and I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon vs. Peter, moving from instability to stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed. By calling him to be Peter, Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four Gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.square.site. Pick up great literature today. All right, so we're looking at week 16 picks, getting down to the nitty-gritty. So tonight, Jags, Jets, at home in East Rutherford. I think the Jags need this more. So uh, I'm going to pick the Jaguars here uh, because they they're close to overtaking Tennessee. Um and so they they have to keep pace. Their offense is electric, but they're playing in New Jersey and I know it's not necessarily going to be uh weather that favors them. So I'm going to go with the Jags. It's probably going to be a close game. Um but Jets are frisky. We'll see what happens. Zach Wilson's got a he's trying to earn that starting job back. Um but uh, I'm I'm gonna go Jags here. This is to me. This is a game where Trevor Lawrence can really um can, can really continue to show that that he's leveling up this year. So that's my pick. Gonna go Jags. I normally don't bet the Jags. I don't pick them. But I I feel like this is a winnable game, and and I think that it's more important to them because they have more of a chance uh, to convert this into a playoff. Um, birth for them rather than you know um Tennessee because they're they're not that far off from Tennessee now and especially because Tennessee they're they're going to play the Texans <laughs> they're, they're playing the Texans on Saturday so it and it's in the and it's only going to be like 18 degrees in Tennessee so I think it favors the Titans I don't I don't see the Texans being able to beat them so the Jags need all the wins that they can get to to try and keep pace with the Titans I think if the Jags lose tonight and the Titans win then the Titans are pretty much bottled, like locked up that division so this is a make or break game for Jacksonville Bills Bears at Soldier Field is going to be nine degrees in Chicago, but I don't think it would be much uh, much better if they would have played in Buffalo. Um, so they're, they're, the, the advantage is still going to be Bills because they know how to play in the cold, even though it's Chicago. You know, and Chicago cold is, is super cold. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go with the Bills here. I, I think that they're um, they, they're more than equipped to beat Chicago. So another cold game, which isn't that much 
that much warmer is the Browns hosting the Saints in Cleveland. It's going to be 10 degrees <laughs> at First Energy uh, at FES Stadium. So I, I'm going to go with the Browns on this one. Uh, I think that the advantage favors them. I don't see the uh, the the Saints being able to to really do some major damage. I think the Browns, if they want to win, they're going to really have to um, to control the ground game. And I know I said that you probably don't need uh, you need to to use Chubb and select the spots, and you really do. Um, but we've got enough depth at the running back position where they can do that. So I would give a nice dose of of, of Hunt and Chubb, and maybe even uh, the Ernest Johnson if he's game for it. And again, you can you can roll out and and have Deshaun do some things. I think this will probably be his first taste of, of super coldness. So we'll see how he does. But if you if you protect him, if he if you um if he doesn't do if he doesn't hold the ball a lot, I think uh he, he should get out of this game unscathed. But it, it's gonna be an interesting one to watch. It's probably gonna be a little sloppy. Um but I think Cleveland should win this game. If we can beat the Ravens, we can beat the Saints. But um, but yeah, that that's my pick on that one. Going to go with my Browns. Now Seahawks in KC to place to 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 face the Chiefs. This is and the temperature on this one's going to be eleven degrees. So it's it's going to be cold. Like, we we are this Christmas weekend. It is it is going to be freezing in a lot of those cold weather cities. Um. So, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs on this one. I think they've definitely got an edge uh, against the Seahawks. And um, unless something crazy happens, I, I don't see the Chiefs losing this one, especially since they're playing at Arrowhead. It's a really tough place to play. Um, Seahawks are trending down, uh, and I don't see things getting a little easier for them. Now, the, the reason why the Chiefs could lose this game, because it's not that the Seahawks can't score. Seahawks are going to put up points. But the Chiefs have been falling asleep, and it, because they fall, they fell asleep and almost got beaten by the uh, the Texans. It, it shows that they are suspect that um, you know, that if you if you play smart football, you can hang in there. Because even though Mahomes is spectacular, Mahomes Mahomes playing too much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he be doing, he, he be trying to do some of everything. It's like, man, you do too much. So, uh, and, and making unnecessarily unnecessary mistakes. Um, but that that's what you live with when 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 uh, you know when Mahomes is your quarterback. But um, I'm going to give the Chiefs the nod on this one. Vikings hosting the Giants in Minneapolis. I'm gonna now. This is in the dome, so you don't have to worry about. But if they were outside, then it it would be a cold one, <laughs> um, especially in Minnesota. My goodness. So, but I'm gonna go Vikings in this one. I think that they're a little better than the Giants are. Um, they they're more explosive. Now, if if the Giants can keep this one close, if they can if they can really turn up their defense. And shut down what the Vikings like to do. If they can put some pressure on Kirk Cousins and make him to make and force him to make some uh, some errors, then that's how the Giants are going to hang in this one and have an opportunity to win it. Uh, but 
I, I just I see the Vikings being a little bit more explosive, a little faster. So I'm going to give the the Vikings this one. And I, I love that. I love that. The, the, the crowd. They've got a really strong crowd. It's fun watching the Vikings, uh, the Vikings fans go. Um, now, the Patriots, Bengals. This one favors the Bengals, but it's going to be cold in Foxborough. It's about, about 19. Uh, so, uh, but the Bengals are used to it. You know, it's, it's Ohio. So they, you know, they, Bengals, they, they know about cold. So, but I'm going to give the Bengals a nod. This is a game that they need to win uh, to continue to to lock down that division because uh, the Ravens, even though the Ravens are uh, they're they're uh, they're nine and five, Bengals are ten and four. They don't want to let the Ravens back in it uh, to give them hope of actually winning the division. So they're going to have to keep winning. And um, but again, playing the Patriots. It's going to be tough, and, and you know Belichick is probably on the warpath, so they're they're definitely not going to try and make the same mistakes that they made uh, last week. And I, I feel like they're they're a little embarrassed. And so usually, it, when a Belichick team is embarrassed, um, then they're really going to make it a point to. Uh, to, to play a lot better in the next game. So I expect it to be a battle, but I think the Bengals will come out on top. Lions Panthers. This one's a little frisky. It's a cat battle in Carolina. It'll be 27 degrees. So, um, but I, I'm going to give the Lions the nod here. I think again, just like the, uh, the Bengals, the Lions have a little bit more explosiveness on offense, but I think this one could go either way. So I'm going to pick the Lions, and I, I don't really like picking the Lions a whole lot <laughs> because of, of history. Um, but I, I think that they can, um, I think they can overtake the Panthers. And it, I think if the Panthers lose, then they're. Um, I, I think it it helps the uh, the Buccaneers solidify that division. Um, now the Ravens, they're uh, another. Thing that that's going to happen with the with the NFC South too is that the uh, the Falcons they're going to be in Baltimore to play the Ravens and I think this one is going to favor the Ravens. It's going to be twenty degrees out. Um, it's it's Ravens football. I think they're going to be a little physical and I I don't see the Falcons being able to uh, to match up and and deal with the elements and deal with what the Ravens are going to throw at them um, and the Ravens they're Quite frankly, they need to win uh, more because they're trying to catch uh, the Bengals or at least stay in pace with them. Uh, so if they can win and the Bengals lose, then I think that, um, again, it, it gives them a shot to try and, and win that division. The Commanders going to be in Santa Clara to play the 49ers. My guess is that this is probably going to be the warmest game. Um, <laughs> it's probably be the warmest game. Uh, uh, well, maybe not the warmest, but it's, it's going to be one of the warmest on Saturday. Uh, so, but I think it, the the 49ers should win this one. Um, the Commanders. I think that that last game against the Giants took a lot out of them. I don't, I don't, I see them still probably trying to recover. And this is a game that the 49ers should win. Eagles, Cowboys. Now, with Hurts not playing, 
it takes a little bit of the luster out of this matchup because one, it's a it's an NFC East showdown, and it it is kind of um it, it it's it borderline matters. Um, but with the Eagles already locking up the division, it is probably good to sit Jalen Hurts. Cowboys will be at home, and I think with the way the Cowboys got embarrassed too, they should they should play with a little bit more pride um, and try to take advantage of the fact that the Eagles don't have Jalen Hurts because Hurts is really the engine that uh, that moves the Eagles. But I mean, the Eagles are still tough, so it'll it'll be interesting to see how this one goes. Um, I'm gonna say that the Cowboys win, just because I just feel like Jalen Hurts does so much. Like it, it's such a key component in that offense. I feel like they they might be a little bit discombobulated, and the Eagles don't really need the game uh, but the Cowboys I think that it, it, it will help them from a confidence perspective if they win so I'm, I'm going to go Cowboys here Raiders Steelers on Saturday night football uh, <laughs> Christmas Eve Saturday night I'm going to go with the Raiders no 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 actually let me let me uh, change that I'm going to go with Steelers and the reason I'm going to go Steelers is because it's going to be 11 degrees outside. It's going to, it's, they're in Pittsburgh. And it, it's hard to play the Steelers. They're, they're going to be physical. I don't know if the Raiders can, de- can, can deal with the physicality that the Steelers are going to bring uh, to them. So I just... And I, and I feel like their air attack is is going to be nullified because it's going to be so cold. I don't I don't see the Raiders being able to uh, to to really move the ball like they normally do. Now, um, I think they they do have a strong running back. The Raiders do, but I just I I, I think that in a game like this, it favors Pittsburgh. So I'm going to go Steelers. Now on Christmas. On Christmas Day, Merry Christmas, is going to be Packers in Miami to play the Dolphins. And I'm one to say that the Dolphins are going to win this game. But because Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, (laughs) it's going to be dicey. Is, but I, I think that the Dolphins are going to find a way to win this one. It could go either way. So if the Packers win, I won't be surprised. But I'm going to give the edge to the Dolphins. Broncos, Rams. This is an ugly game. I don't even know if Russell Wilson's going to play. or But if he does play, you got Russell Wilson versus Baker Mayfield. Um, battle of the... Of the uh, the loathed quarterbacks, I'm gonna say that the Broncos win. I think their defense is better than the Rams' defense, and if they can put a couple of drives together, then they should be able to, to take out the Rams. And then on Sunday Night Football on NBC. <laughs> The Bucks on the road playing the Cardinals in Glendale, Arizona. 
I'm gonna say the Bucks need to win this one. This is an it's an important game for them. This is probably the easiest win that they're gonna have because um because the other games they're, that they're gonna play in week 17 and week 18 are gonna be a tougher. Um, they they're catching the Cardinals at a good time. Cardinals are really uh, struggling. They're one and seven at home, which is crazy. Uh, so. This is a good game for the Bucks to make them one and eight. I'm gonna say that the Bucks win, and I feel like if they can, if they win, then they'll be able to really solidify that division. It's, it's still, they're still not out of the woods yet, but they they do themselves a huge favor by winning on Sunday night, and then Monday night football day after Christmas, Chargers Colts going Chargers. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the Colts are. I don't. I don't expect them to uh, to to recover from that kind of loss. So I think that the Chargers take Chargers need it to to continue to uh, to fortify their spot. Uh, and I, I see Herbert Herbert taking it to him, and they'll be in a dome, so it won't be a weather issue. If they were, if the Colts were were uh, didn't have a dome, then. I would probably say that uh, the advantage might favor the Colts, um, but because they're in a dome, there there's really no advantage from an environmental standpoint, and so because of that, it favors the Chargers. Now that is Week 16. I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas. I had a, a blast doing the podcast, and I hope everyone enjoys the family. Had, you know, get something good under the tree uh but more importantly uh you know the 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 meaning of christmas is about christ so you know especially on the sunday uh it, it's the perfect time to celebrate the lord i mean you know it, it's it, it, we christmas and there's argument that oh he wasn't born on the 25th and and it's not necessarily about when he was actually born but that that's the designated day that the world um, chooses to celebrate the birth of Christ. So that's his birthday, and for for the for Christ, because he he is our Lord and Savior and Master, and is our gift from God, who who saved us from the penalty of sin and death, and when and because he got up. On the third day, um, those who believe in him not only are saved from their sins, but they have eternal life. So it's it's not it for those that are like, oh, well, we don't need to go to church. It's better for a brother. It's like you wouldn't you, you wouldn't be able to have you wouldn't have anything to celebrate if it were not for Christ. So how dare we? We withhold <laughs> celebration for Christ on a day that's designated to celebrate him. <laughs> we celebrate him, his birth. We praise his birth, uh, just like we, we praise his his resurrection, uh, you know, on um, on Resurrection Sunday or Easter Sunday. Uh, so it's, it's the same thing. So go to church. Yeah. You know, you 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 know, you. 
it, it, it's time with family. But the, the whole family should go to church, celebrate the risen king, celebrate um, the, the, the motivation behind our desire to give each other gifts. Uh, we give each other gifts because Christ gave us the ultimate gift um, and he is our gift. He's more than our gift, but he, he is one of the things that he is to us is our, our gift from God. So, you know, it, it's a perfect day to say thank you. Uh, to to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, so go to church. <laughs> if you're a pastor and you're debating uh, whether to you, you want to keep your doors open or, or keep them closed, open them doors up. Come on now, it is it is it is not a um to me. Th this is a prime time to have the doors open. If if, you, if anything, it's like this is a key time to have the doors open and. Regardless of the day that Christmas falls on, you should just, you, you, the door should always be open because it, it's the day that we celebrate the birth of Christ. So the, the, it, you can't not have the doors of the church open on Christmas Day. So I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> I think I saw something and it just set me off. I've been stewing on it all day. But yeah, go to church, celebrate Christ because he's the reason for the season. Um, you know, he's the meaning, uh, you know, the, the, the meaning of Christmas is about Christ. Um, you know, like the one that say, I know the real meaning of Christmas is Christ. <laughs> Man, and of course, the, his name is in the name of the holiday. Christmas. So Christmas, Christmas. I mean, this is like that. That's the whole. His name is in the holiday. How are you not gonna celebrate Christ on Christ on, on Christ Day? Like, how are you not gonna celebrate that? So that's the whole point. But that's that. That's my rant. <laughs> Go to church, celebrate, celebrate Christ. Merry Christmas. Uh, hope everyone has a great one. God bless everybody and their families. Uh, stay safe and love one another. All right. Take care. God bless. Peace out. Hey, everybody. Damon here. I've written many books, and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site. Pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way.